Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtuous Unicorns podcast. In this show, we are joining up with the lovely Tony Wheel for her health Q&A shows, which are currently live streamed on her YouTube channel. I don't even remember clicking on the recording. Well, <laughs> hold, hold on. I still have to make it live on, uh, on YouTube. Okay. Go live. You are live. It tells me on my screen here. So I just think that works. And I see Carrie O'Connell there. Hello, Carrie. Hi. I haven't I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope you are doing well. I just spoke with your uh, with your mom yesterday. Um, okay, this <laughs> what a weird way to start. It's always the same. <laughs> You know at what? Least, We're just how it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> at least I got it all working in uh, at once in, instead of fiddling around with everything. And um, I was like, do I remember this? Because it's about a month ago. So, yes, this is Tony Wheel. Um, I am a, well, you could say a Dr. Morse uh, regenerative detox specialist. I, um, I'm also certified as an iridologist, but I always say I would like to learn more before I go full force with that. And I'm an herbalist in training. I'm a certified, um, oh, what is it, essential oils uh, uh, coach and whatnot. <laughs> that is about me. Now, Sarah, you little, can introduce yourself. A <laughs> little bit about everything, huh? <laughs> Uh, just same old, same old. I'm just on this journey to learn how to become, um, live more virtuously every day and how we can find our way back to the truth of becoming the unicorns that we are. And I'm 100% interested in everything that Tony and Dr. Morris talk about. I would love to take those courses here soon and have been looking into them. So I'm just along this journey to help out in any way I can. Um, my mom, Barb and I, we have the podcast and the blog. She is more kind of in the background, but um, definitely here along the journey with us. Yeah, and helping you do, because you have already helped me with so many things that uh, otherwise I, I don't think I've done it yet, like, like this help Q&A. <laughs> so I'm very, very grateful for, uh, for your assistance with this. Well, thank you. Um, we had, uh, now I have to talk about the last month, why we weren't here. I think the first time was that um, I did not have any internet. So no internet, then we cannot do these kind of things. And this shows you how we rely on this whole digital life. And mm. somebody actually alerted me to the digital life and everything, you know, is related to your connection to the internet to connect to your new family and, and you know, very people that became very important to you. But when you don't have an don't have internet you have to take a step back and and let it go don't don't get upset about it I, I used to do that many years ago I needed to talk to clients and then I didn't have internet and I was like oh my gosh now I'm just like okay now it's time to do something else I mean it's probably needed so it's always a good uh, time to reflect and go out in nature for me it is my uh, potted uh, fruit plants and uh, eating my new uh, 
new uh, cherry tomatoes that uh, turning red every day a few <laughs> and mm -hmm. i eat them while i'm watering them okay <laughs> and they Fresh are actually, best <laughs> they're pretty delicious and they are early i didn't expect that but then again you know it's it we had some cold really cold days and some warm days so my banana plant did suffer a little from uh, the freezing uh, temperatures at night so i hope uh, it's gonna survive and then the next week we wanted to do the podcast and I got sick I had uh, well you could we would always call uh, call it just a bad cold you know it starts with um, with an, uh, a sore throat and then it is uh, the sneezing and the runny nose and um, and after that it's coughing and and, uh, and then okay you're you're fine again and um, I found that this time, because I have been on a, a pretty good diet with some, well, shall we call it flaws here and there, but still mostly fruit, I was actually amazed. I got over it pretty quick. You know, it was um, like one, one and a half day of, of everything. So all in all, about uh, a week and then another week to, f to fiddle around, you could say. And then Sarah had a little uh, issue with her, uh, with her uh, throat. So all in all, it's like, we, well, at least I took my rest because a big part of healing is also resting. Give into it when you're tired and, and when you feel like, oh, I don't want to do anything. You know, make yourself a, a cup of hot tea and, uh, and just get under the blankets and rest and, and let things go, and, you know, and just focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. And another thing I did as I stopped eating. I didn't feel like eating and I thought, well, I can now put it uh, in play and see how that works. You know, I just fast and, and how I do. And I did amazing. I wasn't hungry. I didn't feel bad. I was just, you know, I felt okay. Of course, I was tired because you are tired when your body tries to uh, detox. And, uh, and then, you know, I got over it. I did drink um, my daily or twice a day, uh, the tree lung tea. And this is something to... Uh, uh, to uh, write down and um, I will I made little um, bags with one ounce of tree lung tea so I'm going to send that to as many people as I can and it is just fenugreek seed fenugreek seed and mullein leaf and um, oh, what was the other one a pleurisy root and um, I bought them in uh, in uh, bulk so it's really interesting. I've already made uh, quite a few little bags. And uh, let me know if you want one. Send a, send a message to, uh, to Healthy with Fruit and, uh, at gmail.com and I will, send you, uh, well, I will send you one out. What was the last one? Um, that is pleurisy roots. Root, okay. We um, only have mullein leaf in our household right now. And um, during that time, my mom has always had this like minor kind of low-lying wheeze. And I mean, everybody grew up in a household where people smoked anyway. So uh, it wouldn't be surprising if she did have anything like that uh, going on. But she drank just one cup of it. I did not hear her wheeze for three days. That is amazing. And it was just the mullein leaf. Um, she said that like, you know, it wasn't her favorite drink, but I mean, if it takes away the wheeze, she'll definitely do it. And then our other friend's mom, she was never tested, but you know, she maybe, maybe not, you know, 
but um, she was definitely really sick and having a lot of trouble with the coughing and stuff. So we sent her over like eight servings of them. And within a couple of days, her cough was gone. And yeah, so, that is that is how it works. Middle leaf mm -hmm. is quite amazing. And the pleurisy uh, works um, um, on the lungs. So, you know, it is important. What it also does, and at first I didn't know that, but I heard Dr. Moore saying that it works slightly on getting the lymph moving, mm -hmm. which is, you know, which is important too. And it's only three, um, uh, three uh, different herbs. And they are not really um, the same amount of each. There is one that is half the amount. And I do have the recipe. Um, I got to think about it. Um, I can post it in the, in the show notes uh, later on. Okay. So that, and I, I do have it on uh, the website, uh, freaksenseworld.com uh, freaksense under health and then Tony's blog. There is a lot and a lot of health information there. I will definitely post that in the chat too right now. Yeah. So and and I think that I do have uh, I do have it there. And on that website, you can actually do an uh, a search, and you would just put in. I think if you only put in lung, then you already get the recipe. It is a video that, that I found and, um, and and I transcribed it. Perfect. Okay, and I just posted it in the chat too, on there. Um, while we're talking about um, how you were detoxing and whatnot, um, only if we can move forward to the next topic, I did have a note here too about winter eczema. And I know that we spoke, I don't know what show it was, but where we talked about the cold weather is alkalizing and it starts your body to detox right away. Yeah. Is that also why people get like the winter eczema? Yeah, that would only be logic. I mean, because it is your third kidney. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it would mean that your kidneys are not filtering adequately, your lymph is not moving uh, out. So, you know, the waste is not moving out. So it has to come out one way or another. Okay. That is usually why we have the most uh, colds usually around the winter time. So yeah, it's part of, uh, it's part of a detox. Um, and that's why people say don't go out in the cold with a wet head or anything like that either. It's not so much that you have a wet head. It's just the cold and you'll just detox. Is that I kind of what you have I to? Never, I, I never heard that. It was like there is a saying in, in, in the Netherlands. It's about keep your head cool and your feet warm or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just to try to, I guess, keep the, they just don't understand they don't understand what it really is that's causing it. <clears throat> and uh, Tiger Lily says the winter rosacea, which rosacea is like a part of, is that part of eczema? Same, it's the same thing. It, mm -hmm. it is all the same thing. Yeah. It, 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 does tell, it does tell you that you need to work on, on uh, getting your kidneys to filter. That's where the healing starts anyway. Mm -hmm. get your kidneys to filter and it's always easy to say and, and people always wonder well how how do I do that how do I get the kidneys to filter well change your diet get mm -hmm. away from all the animal foods and that means yes and not only the meat but you know fish and, and uh, poultry uh, the dairy the eggs the yogurts 
anything related to whatever comes from an animal, get that out of your diet. And that is already a big step. And then your next step is, you know, transition more to an all raw diet, you know, get, uh, get the grains out of your diet. They're all cooked and then get the beans out of your diet and replace it with, um, with more fruit, with more raw uh, foods. And this is where that um, mucusless uh, food uh, list comes in, because that shows you exactly, you know, what do you eat while you are detoxing, what you should not eat because it stops the detoxing, um, what can you eat while you are transitioning. And it actually, that list actually shows you also how mucus forming and uh, acidic, even, you know, nuts and definitely all the animal products can be. And that is good to see, you know, you don't have to wonder, well, maybe I can eat that. And it's like, well, yeah, you can eat it. That's always your choice. But when you eat it, this can happen or this will happen, actually. Because if it's mucus forming, you know it right away. Because how often did it ha didn't it happen that, you know, we've, we've been on all raw and mostly fruit for a while and then we eat something that we, we actually know we shouldn't eat. And it can be something simple as, uh, you know, the guacamole or um, some bread in, in, I don't know, just something that maybe a piece of pizza. And then we, we keep coughing. We have this mucus coming up. Mm. Well, that is not, that is because it is mucus forming. So I, I have that when I eat something really, really spicy, like a spicy salsa or a spicy guacamole, I have it right away. I keep coughing and mucus keeps coming up. Mm. That is not the mucus that wants to get out of your body. That is your body saying like, we don't want this stuff, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. That's a simple way of saying it, but that is, that is really how it works. <laughs> Absolutely. And I noticed too, that the more clean that I have been eating, if I eat something that even has any of that stuff in it, then the mucus comes almost, almost immediately. Yeah. Like if, if it's not within the hour, it is definitely that evening. Yeah. Well, I, I had it even worse. I was one time I was on a trip and uh, I just wanted to eat something. And um, I stopped at a health food store and I got these bags of, um, what is it? Um, they are not made from corn or, or wheat or potatoes. They are, what is it, cassava? I think so, cassava nuts. They are from Sita. Mm. And you think if you wanna if you wanna have a chip, then that is actually the best to go for. Still not healthy, but this was a spicy one, and I mean spicy. Well, in the in the I think two or three chips in, I was already coughing the mucus out. It was horrible. So mm. I was like, oh my god! Okay, okay, not again. This <laughs> is definitely not working. As much yeah. as I like spicy, that was like no. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, it, it is, I don't know if it's cayenne, I have used cayenne and a tiny bit of cayenne is, is very good actually, but you know, when you have these spicy chips or spicy dishes in, in Indian restaurants, for instance, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's more than your body uh, likes and it will tell you right away. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, we've heard Dr. Morse talk about his Indian food. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah. And you hear him coughing and you know right away, okay, yesterday you were probably at your favorite Indian restaurant again. <laughs> exactly. You know, the other thing that I noticed too was, I mean, but right now my voice still doesn't sound a hundred percent, but I will notice before this, like my voice, it sounds better because it's like you get rid of that mucus, I guess that has just built up through the years in your voice box. It is. Yeah, and, it mm -hmm. is. 
So, yeah. and I now, like when people talk to me, it's so weird. Uh, so if I'm in person, like I'm looking at their face, I'm looking at their skin, their hair, their eyes, their teeth and listening to their voice. And it's like, you're evaluating the person as they're having a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That is that one time Dr. Moore said, I only need to give somebody a hand and look them in the eyes and I already know what's going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, it, everybody kind of sort of has the same issues. You know, your kidneys not filtering and then it just moves up from there. But yeah, I mean, we've, we're all along the same path, I feel. So we probably all pretty much had the same symptoms. We we do and and yeah we've all been in in the in the with with the wrong foods and not even realizing it and uh, and at, at times when I go back to my childhood it was like you know was was food really that important uh, then did we talk about it constantly nobody talked about it nobody talked about what was going you know what's for dinner and uh, what to cook or looking up recipes it's just well you had to eat before you went to school so there it was in in um when you in, we, we went home uh, in in uh, around lunchtime and uh, yeah we had our uh, bread and cheese or, or bread and marmalade and went back to school and then we came home and in the evening there was our veggies and potatoes and uh, maybe a little piece of meat or fish or and that was it snacks we we had never heard of snacks we didn't snack you know that was maybe on a, on a on a sunday afternoon when there was tea with some other people and there was cooking and and that was it but now you look on 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 any news it doesn't matter if it's you know the the mainstream media or any other news on the internet it is all about food and it's all about diets I think for the last 30, 40 years, when you see a magazine and you see the cover of a magazine, it's all about diets and, and all about the wrong diets. And then there is this diet. And then it's like, you only eat this and you only eat that. Well, I'm all for mono meals, but my gosh, make that mono meal a fruit, then you're good to go. Exactly. And it's all about fitness too. Everything is about fitness. I mean, it's, it's just a market to get you in to do something, um, not to get too far off subject, but the whole thing with veganism, like you go to Burger King, you can get a, one of those Franken, Frankenstein burgers, or you can go to, um, I don't know, a lot of the fast food restaurants have them now, but it's just another way for big corporations to still steer us in a way that they think we should be going so they can make the money, but also to still keep us sick and not giving us what we really need. Absolutely. And um, it's, it's a big industry and they are in there to make money any which way and people fall for it. Mm -hmm. They think it's vegan. I hear people say, oh, I've got such a healthy diet. I've been vegan for 20 years. Well, what are you eating? And there it comes, you know, all the processed uh, stuff, you know, the, the cooked and the oils and the fats and the proteins and the addition of extra plant proteins. And when you think of it, how much sense does it really make? None at all. You know, does it make sense that you, and, and believe me, I bought, um, that's called P, and that, that is not P-E-E, -E, that is P-E-A protein in, in a big one gallon uh, bucket. And to add to my smoothies, to big spoonfuls uh, added to my smoothies. 
Because you and, needed the protein? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. to get the proteins. Right. And of course it's not helping. And how crazy is it? Do you know how, you know, if you have big two big spoonfuls, how many peas that is? Probably a pound of peas. My gosh. Mm -hmm. And imagine what it's doing to your poor kidneys. Yeah, you could. It, it would be better to just eat the peas because then you get the get the rest of the the nutrition from it, and instead of the the, the isolated stuff. Although I think they dried them and just uh, you know ground them up mm -hmm. and, and make a powder out of it. But it, even if you go to the health food stores and you order a smoothie, they always ask you. You don't want you want a vegan vegan protein or regular protein, mm -hmm. and it's like my gosh, you know, <laughs> you still don't know. No, they don't know. They don't know how bad the proteins are for our health and that they are the major cause of all the illnesses and all the kidney problems. And even, and here we go back to our pets, even with our pets. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's the dogs or the cats. And we talked about it before. In I have a cat rescue. Well, it's more of a sanctuary now because I don't want to rescue more cats. <laughs> I'm kind of done, done with you. it. <laughs> oh. but you know when you look on 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 the the commercial food that you buy and it says high protein why the heck do they think that our cats need high protein foods they don't mm -mm. you know if they if they catch a rodent they go for the stomach contents first yep. well the rodents don't eat meat they eat you know grains and greens and it's half um, uh, digested so that is what they go first Mm -hmm. And they don't need that much. And now we're feeding them all that meat and our poor pets, they get the same diseases as us, as we do. Yeah. And when I was a kid, you know, um, uh, cancer and, and ADHD and, and uh, well, I have to say, I didn't have an aunt with uh, psoriasis. And so that was uh, already known, but it was rare. It was very, very rare. And when I was in my 30s, you still didn't hear people talk about, you know, having cancer at that age. That was for when you were, you know, six, six, 70 and over. Yep. Now we have kids with it. And yep. every generation is sicker than, than the one before. And that is sad. So then you come to the point is like, well, we should not really have kids with, with the bodies that we are in right now, as sad as it is. And uh, to give them a good start, or at least, you know, start them on, uh, on the right foods from the beginning. So they have a chance on, on detoxing and, and healing because my body wasn't healthy. So my daughter had issues and uh, she is, she's doing good, you know, at this point. So I'm really happy about that. But um, I wasn't, I didn't have a healthy body. I had issues from birth. And, and you, you live in it and you think it is normal and, and, and you, you know, you don't go into it because, well, you know, we all have our aches and pains. No, we shouldn't. Like mm -hmm. Dr. Moore said, a healthy body, you don't feel. It's like you're floating, mm -hmm. you know, it's, and that, well, we, I don't think we ever experienced that. Yeah, in my dreams, I did. <laughs> and, I, and I was floating. I that was a nice dream. I still remember that one. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Now, there was an, um, um, okay, Dave says, the last time you posted the link to the mucosus list, it didn't work. Can you please post it again? I will check it out. Yeah, I just tried uh, it myself and it, it did not work also, just so you know. And, okay, well, you have to look at the, the link. I may, I may have made a typo. That's pretty bad, though. 
I did go to, I tried to even go through your website to try to find the updated. No, I don't, I don't have the website up. I just post, uh, it just okay. posted files there, but it should be uh, tonywheel.com slash health slash mucusless-foods.pdf. And if I made a typo there, then I apologize and I will fix it. So, and, uh, and, and updated it. Okay, someone got really angry with me about dog and cat and not giving them protein and feeding them raw fetch and fruits. Cats do do need meat, and that, that is that is a given. A cat cannot thrive on uh, on fruit and veggies alone, and they are carnivores. There is there is just no way around it. They won't live long. Um, their their whole system is is made for the meat. So. Um, I have somewhere, and I, I'm not sure if I posted it, a small section about, um, I think it is on my video channel, actually. There is a part about cats. Dogs can really thrive on, on their omnivores. They can, they can live just as well on, on fruit and veggies uh, as they can on, uh, on uh, fruit, veggies, and meats. You know, if you don't want to give them any meat, understandable, and they can live on it. I've seen dogs who were 15 already and large dogs and they were always fed uh, the, uh, the fruit and veggies and they were doing great. So that works. Cats, not so much. Mm -hmm. And um, even if you only feed them uh, the once in a while, the meat, but they do need it. Now I found online, I found several options for raw meat, but and, the, and it, it should come frozen, although half the time it wasn't frozen when it arrived here because it was sitting in a warehouse from, um, oh, what is it, uh, UPS, I think, too long. And then you cannot feed it uh, anymore. But um, it has all this, and it's still commercial, commercial uh, pet food. Um, even if it's all raw, they add a lot of the vitamins and, uh, you know, the supplements and the minerals to it. And that's, again, isolated chemistry, and it's not working. Um, not that doesn't work for people. It doesn't work for our pets. There is, and um, yeah, um, cats live in the wild. If you would have them in the, in the wild, they would live on rodents. You can actually buy mice and you can buy them frozen and you can buy them grounded up i don't know why i get a little you know like weird feeling in my stomach when i even say that yeah. it's kind of weird because we have no problem with a ground up cow or a pig or a turkey or a chicken you know so what is the deal with the mice you know we, we don't want really mice in our house, but we don't want them grounded up for, for our pets either. Which, and it is, it is their natural food. So it is something to, uh, to consider. And, and it is actually, uh, they made it specifically for snakes uh, because they need to be fed actually. Well, I don't know, my gosh. They don't ship them live. I sure hope not. Well, it is it is not a pleasant uh, topic to talk about, but we cannot go around it. You know, we we want cats, so we have to give them their um, specific foods. I mean, we owe that to them. And I know how handy it is, and I am doing it too. And I, I give them the absolutely best uh, canned or or dried food that I can find, 
they still don't get as old as they should. And in the Netherlands, I had cats that, that you know, lived until 22 years old. And they, they could go inside, but they could go outside and they prefer to be outside and, and catch their, uh, catch their, uh, their food. Yeah. And they don't eat like two, two times a day. They may eat once a day or once every few days. So mm -hmm. we overfeed them, but that is why most pets uh, are overweight. And, and they don't get enough uh, exercise. You know, I had two in the Netherlands, I had two dogs, uh, medium, large size. And we walked them like at least three miles a day, three to five miles. And it was rain or shine, always, always. So that was it, that was it about our pets. And you can probably add something to it. hundred <laughs> oh, percent. I know that we originally, we wanted to schedule a show. I think it was like two weeks ago, but we were in the midst of all the issues that we were having. Um, so definitely, I still want to schedule a show for us to do that on um, as you know, that I have cats too, and I have a horse and, but I just wanted to chime in too, that I had a dog that she did live to be 17 years old and she was a bigger dog. So a lot of people were very surprised at that, but, uh, toward the last three to five years of her life, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Harvey's and I'm not like promoting this in any way, but back then this would have been, um, like close to 2010, 2007. So that was kind of like what I really had access to back then. But it's like he provides, his food provides all of the kind of fruits and vegetable, that kind of thing. It's like a dried thing. And then you add your protein. But I was adding like a bean protein and stuff like that. And so I made her quote vegan and she started doing so much better. Um, she had like hip dysplasia issues she had um, other disc issues kind of like in her neck and stuff like that, which my friend was a work as a veterinary assistant for 18 years. And she said she would never vaccinate her animal for rabies. I cannot remember that exact like reasons why, but she did say, cause when I told her about the disc thing in my dog's neck, she said there was something that was linking something to that. So I have no idea, but that could be a whole nother subject there too. Um, but so, yeah, so when we did move her to the quote vegan diet, she did do much better. And, um, you know, maybe she lived another two, three, four more years because of that. I, I'm not sure, but we definitely did stop taking her to the vet during that time too, because we didn't want them, you know, doing any more prodding and stuff like that on her either. Yeah, I mean, somebody is saying, Frank is saying here, what about those survival packages that are being advertised during these times in Outland State that they provide 2,000 calories a day and can uh, last 25 years? There are no nutrients. Well, there have to be some nutrients in it. You know, uh, you get, yeah. The, I was going to say, so we have a military background in our family, uh, not myself personally, but that just reminds me of the MREs. Yeah, they can last forever, but you're you may never use the restroom again. <laughs> um, there's still some people that we maintain contact with that they still have bowel issues um, just from eating those kinds of foods. 
for as yeah, long as they do. It's all, it is often all dehydrated. Now, mm -hmm. in a way, there's, there's nothing really that much wrong with dehydrated food, even freeze-dried food, because we use it too, especially for fruits. Um, but it has to be hydrated again. It needs, it needs extra water then, you know, because all the water came out. So, and that is the same with the pet food. I have freeze dried raw food for my cats and they love it uh, as it is, but you know, they rarely get it like that because it all, it goes in water first so it can uh, hydrate again. Mm. So re rehydrate. I wanna say something to, uh, to somebody here and that is Jacob van Tongeren in the Netherlands. And my question will be in, the, in, in Dutch. Is it erg koud op het moment in Nederland? So that was that. Nobody knew what I was saying other than Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to see if you did catch that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, you know, I, I talk daily with, with my hubby, both Dutch. Of course, we talk, we speak Dutch together. In, and otherwise, I would probably completely lose my own, my own language. <laughs> That's really cool. It's so it's so easy done. It's the same with when I was a teenager. I was fluent, absolutely fluent in German. I lived near the German border, mm. and they could not tell I was actually Dutch. I was that good in, in with the German language. If mm. you would ask me now, I can still read it. I can still read everything. Speaking it, it would be a mix of Dutch, English, German, and uh, <laughs> all three together. So no, I'm not going to try that anymore. That's wonderful. I meet. I just had a morning meeting today with um, our the German group for my job, and um, so I always have a wonderful conversation with those three ladies. And uh, thankfully, they speak English because yeah, I, um, <laughs> there was an, uh, a question that was actually uh, sent to me in uh, as a YouTube comment, and it was about how do you safely detox. And over the last um, podcast videos that we did, it's, it's something that often comes up because I get a little, no, I cannot say frustrated, but yeah, a little worried with all the detox programs. You cannot uh, look into a magazine or a group uh, on Telegram, on Facebook, and they have all these detox programs. Um, even if it's some, some hard detox for two or three days, or it is a water fast, or it's a 30-day uh, juice fast or feast right out of the blue, you know, they jump in and they go for that fast and it's not working and it's not good for your body. It's like, and you get detox symptoms and they are no fun. And then you blame it on the fruit. And then it is like, well, no, I cannot do the fruit because I get this and this and this. Yes, of course you get that problem because you did not transition slowly into it. Now I can see when you when you get a uh, testosterone back from the doctor and he tells you, well, you know, the way things are looking, you only have three months to live. I'm like, yeah, go for it. You know, go into that hard detox right away because, you know, if you don't have any choices anymore, that's the way to go. But um, first of all, the, it's a crazy thing for me to even say that because doctors do say that you have so-and-so uh, long to live and there is no expiration date on, on, your, on you. <laughs> well, maybe God knows, but you won't know and definitely not a doctor. 
um, it always means that, uh, yes, you, you can die if you don't take any action. And of course, they want you to go their route, but you always have the choice um, of, uh, you know, going into, um, into an, uh, a good detox. I, one of my clients is, um, is doing, just did together with her daughter. And I think they're both amazing because her daughter did it together with mom. Um, uh, and uh, 40 day of grapes only as hard as it was. And that is not an easy task. But you know, when cancer come in, comes in play and, and fear is instilled and you already went through chemo and then you know, you're looking at another bout of chemo, it's a good route to go, but it's not an easy one. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm so, so proud of the both of them that they went through that because if anything can make the big changes in your body, it's, it's that. Do I recommend that for everybody? No, absolutely not. If you don't need to go that route, then please don't. Um, slowly go into it. Slowly go into replacing your, your animal products, your bacon and eggs and sausages in the morning with a bowl of fruit. Preferably, it would be mono fruit, just one type of fruit. But, you know, if you want to start out and it's more fruits, you know, you go with that. Or you go with a nice smoothie or with what I do, a big glass of orange juice. It's amazing. And, you know, you don't feel hungry for hours. Now, I, a bit of big glass, I mean, about a quart, a liter. And uh, I don't sip that in 15 minutes. You know, it probably takes me an hour to two hours to sip it down. And uh, then drink a cup of tea. And then the next thing would be... Um, when, when you transition slowly, you just remove one item every week. Say that you, you're a coffee drinker and you stop drinking your coffee and don't, don't do that for just your 30 days or something. Do it, uh, do it forever. It's like, okay, you're over and done with, with your coffee. Don't, don't go that route like, okay, you know, only 30 days I can do a fast and then I go back to what I was doing before. Well, then you go back to how you health was before. And even when you do accomplish your, your 30 days uh, fruit feast, I always hear people say, you know, yeah, eventually I felt great. And then they go back to what they were eating before. That's not what we want to do. And the reason for doing a slow transition is that you do not fall back to your old habits. That it is, that it really is a lifestyle change. You know, that you know, okay, you know, I'm never going to touch that. I'm not going to bite it. And, and even if I smell it, it doesn't even smell good. And it doesn't taste good. And, you know, you don't, you don't do it anymore. And the next week you take something else out and that is for the rest of your life. Now, am I saying that, you know, with a lot of the, the things that we leave out of our diet when we are on all raw and mostly fruit, it's like, can you never, ever, ever eat anything else? You probably can and you probably will, but it would not be, you know, like, like coffee or, or uh, you know, a steak or, or fish or chicken or uh, cheese, you know, or eggs. Those are, you know, forever gone. Mm -hmm. That's why I made that, or I made it, I didn't make it, I just modified it a little, that mucusless food list, and that gives you a good guideline on how to do it, but take your time. I probably 
all in all, I did stop all the animal food from, from one day to the other. That was over and done with. Mm -hmm. And was it was that hot? Yes, absolutely. Because for, and this was the funny part, uh, in the grocery store where I go, you go, uh, uh, you have to go through the produce section along the cheese aisle. <laughs> Lots of cheeses. <laughs> and me being Dutch, I was a cheese eater. I, you know, that's, um, yeah. So I took another aisle to get to get to the produce so I wouldn't smell the cheeses, you know. So after two, three years, that's over and done with. It's been oh, probably five years ago that I stopped with all the animal uh, stuff. But um, um, yeah, and I, I did have a chips and queso not too long ago. Did my body like it? No. Did I get punished? Yes. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> I was in pain for days after that. So that is how your body responds to that. And you know what, that queso, it's not even a real cheese. It's a lot of junk. Absolutely. So yeah, lesson learned. So that was the first in five years and uh, it happens. Mm -hmm. But that is, that is the slow part. So all the other things, you know, can you have a hot soup once in a while? Yeah, sure. Enjoy it as long as you don't do it while you're detoxing. It's not mm -hmm. helping. You know, can you eat, um, you know, your, your steamed uh, sweet potatoes? Of course, you know, enjoy it. There's a lot of it, it but it is mostly, you know, your, your fruit and your, uh, uh, what is it, your, your veggies, although, you know, limit the veggies, they're very hard to digest. They're, they're tough on your body. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that it gets a little easier when you when you cook them, but then you get the problem that and, and as weird as it sounds, you would think it's cooked so it's done in water. I get so dehydrated, I get bloated, I get thirsty, and I get tired. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's harder for us to digest, right? So I, I it takes so. more of our liquids. Yeah, I don't know what the chemistry is behind it. I, I should actually dig into that because I talk often about it, about how I feel and how I heard other people feel with that. So it is definitely something to uh, to look at. And, and your body gets to a point, it just doesn't want that food anymore. <clears throat> I, uh, I did a podcast with Magdalena White. She is one of Dr. Morse's uh, professors for his um, uh, health art and science school, I think is what it called. What was it exactly called? It was, um, oh, it's the International School of Healing, Healing Arts and Sciences. She's a professor there with her art. And, um, and, and we were talking about that also. So it's, um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, there are a couple of questions that are popping up, but I also wanted to touch on the one up here too, where we were talking about the dehydrated foods. I know that last summer we had some of the best oranges that were making the greatest juice, but then those oranges went out of season. So we couldn't get them anymore. I did see a video on how to can orange juice, but unfortunately you have to pasteurize it. To me, I was gonna say, could, what's your opinion on canning our own orange juice, even if it is pasteurized, just so that we could still have it through the winter months? Well, you don't only pasteurize it, you probably need to add sugar to it. Okay. I don't remember in the video them adding sugar for that. Okay. But my uh, go-to would be freeze them. Freeze them. Put them in, uh, and I'm, I'm doing that already. 
um, when I make juices and I make more juices than I can handle that day or the next day and um, put them in these little ice cubes once they froze mm -hmm. them put them in a bag or another bigger uh, a bigger container and uh, it lasts for months okay we do that with our lemons for our warm lemon well you know you can do the same for your for your other citrus and it doesn't matter what it is whatever you know whatever juice it is okay. and you can do that with all fruit i mean if it's mango season and you have good mangoes oh my god go for it and mm -hmm. um, we got an extra freezer for that i did try freezing oranges and then like i would cut them up and freeze them properly like they said too but then when they thawed they just were not it was definitely not good to eat i should say mm -hmm. so. i have never never done it that way i have frozen the juice and it was just fine and now okay. i do have to say even if you let orange juice sit for a few hours the taste already changes it does absolutely it does so i i would have to to try it um with with uh, the ice cubes again and see how it comes out and um, I mean, with lemon, it, that's always good. I mean, we can we we eat lemons throughout the whole year. Mm -hmm. you know, they are always available. And and yes, the last three months, uh, oranges were were almost not available at all. Yes, and not, we not called and yeah. yeah, we called and they have them in our area now. So we're gonna go and start picking them up. Um, we get to buy them at uh, bulk wholesale. So that's great in one of our areas. Yeah. Uh, what about like canning, like, um, and when I'm saying canning, like in the ball canners and stuff like that, like pineapples and things like that? Well, I think we should stay away from the pineapples completely. The because, unless, unless you grow, you can grow them or unless you can pick them ripe. Mm -hmm. If they are not ripe, they are not good. I had I had them so bad that I uh, one little bite of it and I had a burning mouth for two days. It is that bad. Um, I had uh, last summer on the farmers market farmers market here in Florida. There was an uh, it was actually a, yeah, some kind of a bus or stand and they had um, fresh um uh, pineapples they cut it in pieces and then they put back they put it back in the outside and it was delicious and i ate the whole pineapple i had not done that in my life and mm. they were growing them themselves yep. so they were picked ripe and used you know the mm. next day and then they are amazing other than that if you see them in the store and you think they are ripening they do not ripen they rot. So it's not really ripe. So you think that you can get a ripe uh, pineapple and I have done the sniffing test, you know, if they sniff like a really sweet ripe pineapple, then it's good. And I, all I, I found out when I got home, it was brown on the inside and it started to ferment. So that's not good either. Yeah, and they always just burn my mouth anyway. So I do have a lot of well, trouble. That is, the that is the reason, they are unripe. So don't uh, forget about forget about uh, pineapples. I have to go back to something because Ooh. I got a little off track, and that was what I said about a postcat I had with Magdalena White. Oh, mm -hmm. And um, what what I wanted to say about her is, she mentioned that um, she had an, an health issue that that turned her to uh, all fruit and to Dr. Morse. And that is why she is also uh, not only as a professor on his school now, she is an amazing uh, detox specialist and iridologist. And, uh, but she is on mono fruit only. 
She does not combine any fruits. It's only mono fruits. And if you look at, she, she looks amazing. Well, I think she always looked amazing, but <laughs> it is. And that is actually, that would be my goal too, to be on only uh, mono fruit. And I have been there. I have done that for months at a time. So I know it can't be done. Mm-hmm. We do that with oranges through the summer. Yeah, it was. It could be oranges, or your next meal would be Chester apples, and and your other meal is um, well, what else do we have? Banana. You know, sometimes one or two bananas is is enough to uh, to fill you up. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily when you are in in the process of transitioning because you get hungry, and uh, there is a difference in the hunger between uh, uh, when you are. Um, eating foods, um, you know, cooked foods and other foods, fats and, and proteins, you get hungry. And that is a hunger that is rather difficult. And you really feel you have to eat something. Mm-hmm. But when you are on all fruit, it's just like, yeah, your stomach rumbles a little. That is what I had when I was really fasting, when I had that cold, you know, I heard my stomach rumbling, but it was not like I have to eat, you know, and that is how it is when you are on all fruit. It's kind of an, it's really an amazing feeling. It is. I think too, like you get rid of that bloat feeling. And once yeah. you get past yeah. that feeling, then it's not as bad. Yeah. And and I see Frank here is how many do muscle testing when in doubt about what to eat? Um, yeah, it depends on what kind of muscle testing you do. I found out that the way where you kind of sway forward or backwards doesn't really work that easily for me. Um, I do with um, uh, interlocking my um, uh, thumb and, and finger. And, uh, and then, you know, if it's strong, it means it's good for me. If it's weak, it's not good for me. And yeah, I, I have done that. But, you know, there's only so much uh, that you eat. It's not that what we used to like 100 different uh, items, you know, it, it's what we put on our plate. Look at the salad bars and uh, how much you can put on your plate. And we all find that normal. And um, I don't know if you are aware, but um, when we smell something, then the, you, you feel the saliva in your mouth already activating. So the enzymes are in your mouth are already preparing to digest the food that you are going to put in. It's not even there, but it smelled it so that you are going to put in. Now you put in, you know, in 15 minutes or half an hour, you put in 10 different items. Digestion is not that great then. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. There was another question up a little bit further. I think it was from Chris about his eyes turning red and hurting occasionally while he's in the middle of detoxing. Has anyone else had those issues? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard that. But you can get the weirdest detox symptoms. They say, or Dr. Moore says, fruit brings out the weaknesses in your body. For me, it was my right knee. I had an, uh, a really nasty fall 15 years ago on wet concrete. And um, I was in bed with, uh, yeah, with problems for probably two months I couldn't walk. So it was pretty bad. It healed after that. And I started on the all fruit. What comes out the first as a problem, that knee. 
So, you know, it is when it goes away, when it stays, I would like, okay, we, there, we have an herbal eye formula. It's, it's, and you can use that internally and externally if it's, you know, with a little uh, um, uh, boiled water, in, for, use it in your eye and that helps heal it. So it, it depends on how much of a problem it is. I know my husband had that really bad, but that was when he was exposed to certain chemicals. So. Yeah, and I think um, I've even heard people say like, and this is crazy too, but like your hair hurts. <laughs> during oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? But then they're like, well, it's like my scalp. My scalp is so sensitive that it hurts. Yeah. And so, I mean, it can, it can just come out in any way. If it has to come out, it'll come out of any orifice. It can find. Yeah, it but you get to a point when you, it is about knowing about understanding that you are doing the right thing, that it is the right food that you are putting in. You will get to a point that you embrace all these symptoms because you know that you are doing the right, the right thing. And it's, you know, nobody died on eating fruit. I mean, it's, it's not harmful. It is, you know, it is all the other things that you've been adding The people that say, yeah, well, fruit didn't work for me. And I did that. And I was all vegan. They didn't tell you about all the, uh, the, the oils and the apple cider vinegar in the salad dressing that they were adding, because that is not helping. And you mentioned um, somebody promoting apple cider vinegar. And it's like, it's fermented. Mm -hmm. Why would you need something fermented in your body? Your body can do that on its own. It needs, it needs, it doesn't need more than that. Exactly. You know? And, and it is, it, it's rather nasty to your body. And I feel that everything in, in everything, everywhere that has been promoted as the health thing in the world, it, it can be, you know, then it is apple cider vinegar and then it is fulvic acid and then it is the, the probiotic. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's something every time, turn the other way, you know, because why, why would you use that when all you need is just the simplicity of, of fruit and some veggies? Mm -hmm. The you know, more it's promoted, the more you should probably run the other way from yeah, it. That is, that is what I learned in the last few years. That is, it becomes clearer and clearer. And, and the last thing that I was like amazed, I saw it popping up everywhere is that fulvic acid. And it's like, it is plant food. Why mm -hmm. do you think that a shortcut is good for you? The shortcut from, well, instead of giving it to the plants and getting it from the plants, we take it straight away. Seriously? Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And the one they're promoting now too, which we saw the other day was um, Alkaline Smart Water. So it's that brand Smart Water. Uh -huh. And now they've made it to where it has a, an alkaline pH. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, geez, more garbage. <laughs> and people yeah. are just going to yeah. run around and get it. Well, there is something to say for slightly alkaline water, um, but it should not be more than max 8 to 8.5. Mm. And you can actually buy, and I did it because I thought that is what, that was what I needed. I did too. Talking, <laughs> talking about five years ago, that is what I thought I needed, including, you know, $500 a month on, 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 uh, on supplements. 
And, and even, I even had alkaline drops in, it was a small bottom and you can put like one drop in a glass and then you have alkaline water. And I, I think I used it one or twice and I was like, you know, this doesn't make sense. And I was, you know, at least some, some smart uh, showed up uh, at that time. <laughs> but um, no, it is not helping you. You don't think that, there, it, it, again, you know, the shortcut. You know, keep eating what you're eating, mm -hmm. keep eating all the acidic food, and then you drink alkaline water and you think it evens out. <laughs> think, think again, please. No. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. The other thing about skin that I forgot to touch on before is there's a lot of information going around about people doing all these skincare routines and stuff like that, where in even the dermatologists that I see them talking about it, they're like, oh, we'll use this or use this topically. Why don't you get to the bottom of where it's really coming from? And it's literally at the bottom in your kidneys and work from there on your way out. But everybody wants a quick fix for everything. They want a pill, they want a cream, they want whatever. Yeah. They don't want to do the journey. And you know what the weird thing is, is that you have to do it for life. Mm -hmm. it, and what we do, you know, yeah, we change our diets for life, but are we detoxing for life? No, of course not. You right. know, it, it's a temporary thing until you healed your symptoms and you're good to go. And then you introduce some other food and you go back to the all fruit, you know, just do what, what you feel good on. Right. It is, they, I, I have an issue with the word detox because it's so misused, abused. And to me, the, the fruit, it's a healing diet, you know, mm -hmm. we can talk about, yeah, it, it's like, you know, yeah, it's a detox diet. No, it's or a fruit diet. It's a healing diet. In a, in a way, your body is always healing, you know, it, it, that is what it does, you know, it's always figuring things out, you need a little bit more there to, to, to handle a problem, your body will do that, you don't have to add anything, your body will do that anyway. But it is the problem, it can do it because of all the junk that is there, all the isolated chemistry, all the foreign, it's in, in here the word, foreign substances we put in our body mm -hmm. that the body doesn't know what to do with it until, you know, unless, you know, getting it out as soon as possible. Why do you think that if you eat something that is, uh, that is um, bad, uh, bad in the sense of, um, uh, what is it? I have food poisoning, that right. you want to throw up and that you get diarrhea is because the body wants to get rid of it ASAP. Mm -hmm. Now, it is your body adjusts to all the junk that has been coming in to a point that it is like enough is enough, no more adjustment. Here are your symptoms. You're not going to change now. Well, I'm going to add a few more. You know, mm -hmm. you can look at it that way because when it comes to it, that is actually how it is. You just get more problems. When do the most problems arise from people my age? It usually started around 50 you know, 50, 55 years old is when, when the most uh, problems arise. Now you see people, you know, the generation after that have it younger and will have it younger and younger. Yep. Teenagers, 20 year olds. Yep. Yep. Mm. yep. We have a, um, we know of a 20 year old that just passed away of a heart attack and it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's, it's a tragedy. Just. It is. I'm just uh, reading about cancer by Chris. I was reading about the chlorine in our water combines with our food, whether vegan or acidic eating in our bodies to make heinous chemical compounds that cause cancer. 
cancer is, um, there's actually a chart. I do have it on a website. And it, um, it is um, the eight stages of, uh, of illness. And um, the cancer is the highest form of acidity. So when you talk about, you know, the chlorine um, that you would drink and in, in then with, with whatever food and that it makes uh, a chemical, yeah, I could, I could see that, but it makes it more acidic. Any food, you know, that should not be in your body and is mucus forming is just makes your body more acidic. And cancer is just, it's just uh, acidosis, you know. It is, um, it is chronic acidosis, but it's acidosis. So all these diseases that are there, autoimmune stuff, it's acidosis, you know. It is, that's just one thing. That's what Dr. Morris always says. You know, the medical industry or the allopathic industry, they comes up with like, oh, 7,000 diseases. I read that number somewhere, so don't uh, pin, pin me on that one. But um, in 7,000 diseases in that one little body, you know, if you have a cut in your finger, they probably have a word for it. And, uh, and we know that can, that can heal, that cut can heal. Everything, you know, your body can heal. It doesn't matter what stage you're in. You know, if you're doing the right thing, your body can heal. But is it easy? It's easy to say, you know, your body can heal, go for, what is it, fruit, melons, and uh, berries, or in a different order. How does Dr. Moore said? Uh, yeah. Fruit, berries, and melons. Fruit, mm -hmm. berries, and melons, yeah. And um, it's easy to say, it's hard to do. We, we, we understand that it is really hard to do. And that is usually where I come in as a coach and help you, you know, get along and be available for when needed. I read a comment in one of the Facebook groups is like, yeah, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of um, uh, counselors trained by Dr. Morris, but how are they with um, being available once you had your first session? Mm -hmm. I'm always available. I don't count the hours. I don't, I don't even charge. I work by, uh, uh, what is it, donations. And, um, but uh, I'm always available, always available for questions. So there is, there's always backup. In, and I rather hear from my clients like every day, although that wouldn't be logic. <laughs> that wouldn't work if I tell that to 100 people, but heck, <laughs> they won't do that anyway. They're not hearing from people at all. So yeah, there is a, you could call that customer service. Although I enjoy my time with, uh, with people, helping them on their uh, healing journey. And um, so, yeah, that is what I do. And it's like, we're all on that journey. It's helping me, it's helping you. It, it's, it, it help, we're helping everybody. Because what I, what I teach you, so what you learn from me, you can teach others again, you know? So the whole thing is about empowering people with, with knowledge, with, with how things are, how things work. And, and people can find me everywhere. I'm, although I prefer just one email instead of two on Telegram and Facebook and Mealy and, and WhatsApp and Messenger, because I start forgetting things. <laughs> mm -hmm. But oh my gosh, we are already at an hour. That went fast today. <laughs> we do have one more other little question from yeah. Mindy Mason. Uh, she does talk about a list of herbs out there. Um, if you want to maybe touch on the herbs real quick, if you do have time that, um, I'm not sh really sure what list she's looking for, what ailments she wants to, uh, work on. So, I mean, I know she can definitely reach out to you through the health questionnaire, but 
also maybe touching on that herbs are just something that we do temporarily, uh, not something we stay on. And then yeah, it, it is like with uh, what you see in the allopathic, you know, mainstream uh, medical industry. And I call it an industry because it is. And actually, the supplements is pretty much for life. You know, I, I, I was on supplements for life, you know, and I was the B's and the multis and the vitamin C's and, and, and the, the D3 and the K2's and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I was just, you know, okay, this is for life. This is what I do. This is what I spend. And then you, you realize it's not logical at all. But we, what we try to do is we go to the source because all these supplements and, and all the, the pharmaceuticals, they suppress the systems. That is why in a way it looks like they work, but if they really would work, why do people eventually come to me or Dr. Morris and, and wonder why they're not getting better and having to use more and more of the pharmaceuticals or, or the herbs because they don't really work. And that is no, because you didn't heal anything. The, and the thing of the, the, the diet always comes first, not, not the herbs. So don't even think that you can stay on a, on a well, um, standard diet and just take herbs and you will be good to go with your alkaline water. No, you're not. It's not working that way. So with herbs, you would take them for, oh, say we, we do a protocol for, for three months and work on the kidneys and, and on the adrenals and the, the endocrine system and uh, get your kidneys filtering so you can start healing and then assist with some uh, tissue specific uh, herbal formulas. And I cannot really, I can recommend a few single herbs, but uh, you know, do you want like for sleep, you know, do you want to take lemon balm for the rest of your life so you can sleep at night? No, you don't. You know, you want to you want to heal the cause of your uh, insomnia right. or, you know, that you wake up at night and how you do it. Yeah, it can be the pituitary. It can be a weak pineal gland. And, and we have herbs for that. So you work on that together with the diet. And, and don't take melatonin, though. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it is um, another thing I learned, you know, from Dr. Morris. It's like he said, you know, you keep taking it um, and your body quits making it. And, and that is the case also with all your medication. You know, you, you get to a point that nothing is really working. Your thyroid doesn't work. Your parathyroid doesn't. And it's from one thing to the other. And, and don't use herbs as a treatment, you know? I can see where you have a really bad headache or you're nauseous, you know, you want something that works right away. I mean, and we know like, you know, peppermint works and ginger works when you're nauseated. And, um, but that is only a one time. That's not for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Always, always have to go to the cause. Absolutely. And also too, and please correct me if I'm wrong, our body is what heals us. The fruit can give our body the energy to do it. Absolutely. And then the, the herbs can help speed the process, exactly. but it's totally your body that is what is doing it. Yeah, you give it the right fuel and then it can do its job. You know, look at your car, you know, put, put gasoline in a diesel, how long you won't even get to the corner. <laughs> you know, it's that simple stuff. You know, you don't put in water in, in your radiator. Well, that won't last long. 
I experienced that. <laughs> so, and there, that's where you come from. Does your body need water? Because, oh, I have all this fruit. I don't need water. Well, as long as you do, as you are detoxing, do, do drink some water. And it was what Magdalena even said in a podcast. It may be different for everyone. My goal is, is a liter a day because I feel that is what I need. If I don't do that, then I get constipation and cramps in, in my legs at night, mm-hmm. you know, or a headache. It's just the little things. Now, do you always, if you always need water, if you're really healthy, no, you can do it with only the fruit, but you feel when you cannot. But if you are on all fruit and, and, and you have only one bowel movement once a day or once every two days, I would say, drink a little water, please get the stuff going. And, and yeah, it, it, it should be said always, you know, you have to clean out your GI tract. And we have ways to do that, healthy, safe ways to do that. And um, so there, there is a lot. So don't go into the coffee animals. because i do have a lot to say about that too next time Mm -hmm. next time (laughs) take a note on that one yeah and try to drink the most cleanest water that you can i mean if you can get filtered water or whatever but again you have to just do the best with what you have and just do it that way the other part i wanted to say too is minimalism i know that's been like very popular with getting rid of like your personal belongings and stuff like that but you can also use minimalism in your food. And it is very liberating to know that in it, this is if you still shop in a grocery store that I walk in and I just grab some grapes and bananas and walk out. I'm not spending hours doing that. I'm not spending hours cooking, cleaning, you know, things like that. Like you're literally getting a big portion of your life back and you're getting healthy at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, and and don't don't start with oh it is so expensive and fruit is so expensive. Put them side to side with what you spend when you you buy all your animal products and and all the stuff that needs to be cooked and then the fruit that you are eating. Yes, we do spend a lot of of for two people. We do still spend a lot on on fruit, but compared to what could be spent on all the other stuff, no, it's mm-hmm. not that much at all. And the, the the healthier you get or the cleaner you get, the less fruit you actually need. Mm-hmm. I can I can go a whole day without eating anything, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't even notice. It. Oh yeah. I keep referring back to the summer because that's when we were doing all the oranges, which we're actually getting ready to start them now again. But uh, again, we worked out in the field because we had to move our horse and everything. And we were cutting trees and doing stuff. And we were literally, my mom and I doing it on orange juice. And then my husband was like, oh, I, I want some orange juice too. And so we started giving him the orange juice and it was just amazing. I think during that time he was actually doing a smoothie plus orange juice And um, I think he was still doing oatmeal in the morning, but yeah, I mean, we were literally hard labor all day in the summer on fruit and slept well and felt good. Yeah, and everything has been made so complicated, so mm. complicated. Oh, you know, Sarah, we can go on for hours. Oh, I know, we can. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop. <laughs> what a wonderful conversation though and I really miss this and um, hopefully our everything the internet keeps working (laughs) yeah we we like we like this part of our digital life (laughs) yes exactly yeah we've had such wonderful people on the chat today too very talkative and we love that 
Yeah, thank you all for being here. I would love to see you uh, next week. We, we we try to always be here, be here at, uh, I think it is Thursday today, at Thursday noon mm -hmm. Eastern time. And so count on that, invite some more people, uh, send your questions to uh, healthywithfruit at gmail.com. It comes straight to me. If it's necessary to uh, answer you right away personally, then I will. If you want to have a, uh, a chat with me, you can just fill out the health questionnaire and we go over that together and just book a, book an, uh, book a call. It's easy. So I love, I love being here. I love you all. And I enjoyed it tremendously. So Absolutely. I, <laughs> I did too. And very good to do this again. So thank you, Sarah. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Until the next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Q&A with Tony Wheel. Please see the show notes for ways to reach out to Tony and how you can submit your questions for the show.